small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Suzanne Dillingham. Kyle is still in uh, in New York. He hasn't officially left the show yet, Suzanne. I didn't know he was going to leave. Well, he's going to move to New York for about a year. Mm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he hasn't made that move yet. So when you hear this episode, don't think like that Kyle's gone because he's not gone yet. And he'll be back. Exactly. It's a leave of absence. So when he's gone, I- I'll do it like this, just myself and guest. I'll never do it by myself. That would be horrible. Oh. <laughs> That's the 40-year-old boy. <laughs> There's only one. What if I just did it with, what if I co-hosted a show with Bruce Puppet and Paul Stanley Puppet, and then I did all the voices, and I got to pick all the songs? How long do you think that lasts? I could do it. I could do the whole, you mean how long would people listen? <laughs> yes. Oh, people would listen for probably 15 minutes. <laughs> but I could do it. Just, an, just I the could, one episode, I could do a minutes? Yeah, I could do a 90-minute show, though, I think. Oh, I think you could, too. Because then it would just be like, you know, Bruce would pick a song. Yeah, I like, uh, I like, uh, 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 I like some of that, uh, that, uh, uh, Night Ranger. And that's, we'd do Night Ranger with Bruce and, uh, Paul Stanley. How many Night Ranger songs do you like, Bruce? Let me tell you something. I like Fifth to Christian. Yeah, to be honest, I only like about, you know, the, you know, four. Oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. Um, oh, real quick, by the way, uh, uh, the Paul Stanley puppet is now on something called Cameo. Just uh, download that app. It's free to download it. And what you can do is you can hire the Paul Stanley puppet to send a greeting to anyone, uh, uh, you know, it can be a birthday greeting. It can be a, it can be a, a sexy Valentine's day greeting. It can be anything you want it to be. And you, you basically tell me what you want me to say. And uh, there's tons of celebrities on here, too. I was watching some by uh, Michael Rappaport, who I'm not a real big fan of, but his were really funny. His were so funny. And um, so, yeah, so we're on that now. It costs, it costs 20 bucks. I think Mag- Michael Rappaport gets 100 <laughs> Some of the celebrities. There's a guy from, do you watch Shark Tank, Suzanne? I've, see, I've seen Shark, that. I you know the bald guy? All the time. The bald guy that's on there? I forget what his name is. I don't know. Mr. Wonderful. Did. He wants $999 to make a... To make a greeting for you. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Even he would tell himself he's crazy yeah, on that nuts. show if, if he brought that up. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, Cameo, download the app. And if you want to send a greeting uh, of any sort, anytime you want. I'm not pitching it. I'm not shilling right now. I'm just telling you that's out there if you want to do it. And that's it. Said, you know, that's all. All right, I'm done. Okay. Suzanne, you drove from Pismo Beach to Long Beach. Yes. You only, you only will stay in beach communities. <laughs> and then you drove here. We are, uh, it is 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, day before uh, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Do you have a Valentine this year? I do. Mm-hmm, I knew it. <laughs> I just wanted to make you uncomfortable. Uh, are you guys going to do anything special for Valentine's Day? I don't think we have any actual plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, neither of us are working, but we don't, I don't, if there is a plan, I don't know about it. Maybe it's a surprise. Maybe it's a, a down on one knee surprise. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no. 
for uh, our 20th anniversary in September, my wife wanted to go to Ikea. So that's what we did. And tomorrow she wants to uh, <laughs> go buy a Costco membership and go to Costco for Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day. She said that is what will make her happy. And uh, so that is what I will do. <laughs> that, uh, that Costco membership? Yeah. That's going to ultimately cost you more than a diamond ring. We are going to buy 7,500 rolls of toilet paper tomorrow. That's just one bag. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. We haven't been in Costco since the kids were babies. Okay. And we we would only do it because then you'd buy diapers and, you know, you'd stock up on a bunch of baby stuff. So I don't even know what's inside of Costco. It's like a Scientology building to me. Like, I don't know what's inside there. I don't know what's going on. There's stuff in there that you've easily lived without since the kids were babies. Yeah. But now you will need. Do you want to get 100, 100 pounds of frozen shrimp, honey? I yeah. don't. I don't. No, not 100 pounds. It's only $16. Oh, get it. <laughs> now, we'll also have to buy an additional refrigerator to keep that in. That's all right. That's on aisle 20. <laughs> Today, Suzanne, we are going to discuss the artist uh, known as Billy Squire. I'm so excited. I'm I love st- Billy Squire. We're going to start, we're gonna start, we're gonna start with his first band, Piper. Two albums by Piper. I don't know if anyone even knows these albums. They do. They, they have to. They're not available anymore. Which, by the way, I always put this out there when stuff's not available. Yeah, it's if, be- you, <laughs> if you want the tracks uh, from the two Piper albums, I, I have them. No, just no. Just e- email me uh, and I'll, we transfer them to you. Uh, Suzanne, you and I, how many times have you seen Billy Squire in concert? You know, I, I was thinking about that last night. I, I think it's only... Maybe three times. I think just three. three. So yeah, you've seen him three times. I've only seen him once and it was with you and it was in 2009. We went down to the Grove of Anaheim. That's 10 years ago. I know. He doesn't really tour. And I'm going to tell you why he doesn't tour when we get to that point of the show. He doesn't tour because he doesn't need to tour. Right. So, but here's the set list from when we, when we saw him. And I think when we saw him, we... I, I don't. I think we felt like it wasn't a great set list. But then when I look at it now, I think that it is a great set list. He played 15 songs. He did "Lonely as the Night," "Strange Fire," "My Kind of Lover," "More Than Words Can Say," "She's a Runner," "Little Misintent," uh, "God," uh, the intro to "Love Is a Hero." Then he did a song called "Love," four letter word. So, so that was the part of the show where we were like, "Hey, where are the hits, buddy?" And then, but I like those songs. And then he did uh, Don't Say You Love Me, The Stroke, Rock Me Tonight, Cali O, The Girl's All Right, which I don't know that song even right now. I don't know that song. Oh, I know that one. And then uh, Everybody Wants You. So that's a great set list. It is really. a great set list. And then what happened after that show, Suzanne? Oh, <laughs> we waited for. We waited for who? We waited for Billy Squire, but oh, we waited uh, for how long? Like a long time. <laughs> How long was it? Two hours? I think it was at least like an hour and a half. But, we waited but a we, long time. we outlasted we, everybody, everybody. Everyone. It was just the two and, of us. And the people that bailed out before us, one girl was hammered. Right. Drunk. And it's like, you don't want that person around if he, if he like at that point, we don't know if he's going to come out. So, it, but you're hoping, man, I hope she leaves because she will ruin this. Oh, I remember you saying that out loud. You're like, she's the one who's going <laughs> to keep gonna him gonna from ruin it. Yeah. Now behind the Grove of Anaheim, they had these, they had like fencing um, that they put up just to block off 
the back area for the buses and whatever. But it was like we it's were really far away. We were from, really far away from from the fence where we were standing to the actual venue. Right. Like literally, we would have had to scream for him, Billy. But um, so what? What? Eventually, it was just you and I, and we're still waiting. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, how long are we going to wait? And it's like, well, the buses are still here, and we've waited this long. And you're never yeah. one to leave. You're like, yeah, just. We, this is part of the plan. I didn't have anything to do the next day. When you go with me and Suzanne or just with me, the, the, this is part of the plan up front. If I brought an album, unless we're going to hang out until it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Plus it's Billy Squire. How many opportunities are you going to get? None. We haven't had, we haven't had another one in 10 years. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He hasn't come to California in that I can recall. Yeah. I don't think he has either. So, um, so finally, does his, uh, does one of his security people see us? It was a security us? guy that came over and talked to us. Yeah. He came over and talked to bit. us and he goes, what are you guys doing? And if it was, I, now I guarantee you, if it was me and another dude or just me, there, there's no, there's no dice. He's not coming out but because I'm with a lady. The guy's like, what are you guys doing? Oh, really? Waiting for Billy? You know, it was one of those things, right? Yeah. And I think because we were sober. Yeah. Now he, that guy made no promises that Billy was coming out or that he would bring him out. But then a little while later, he brings him to us. Yep. And Billy Squire, what a nice guy. Like super chatty. Yeah. Like almost to the point of, okay, this is, it's enough now, Billy. (laughs) Yeah, but you're asking him questions that pretty much nobody's going to ask him. I was asking, I asked him how he stays so fit. I asked him if he was a vegetarian. What's your diet? (laughs) I was asking him if he was a vegetarian. I was asking, I don't even know what I was doing. Maybe I was preparing for, to be a, a, the rock solid host. I don't think I was, I didn't even have a podcast then when we saw it. No. 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 And then it turned into 15 minutes on landscaping. Yeah. He said one of his, uh, one of his, uh, workout uh, things that he, he works in the garden <laughs> and he rides his bike because I think he lives in New York. He rides his bike, not a motorcycle, but a bike. Yeah. No. I, well, I'm sure he rides a bike. I don't think he lives in New York. Connecticut? I think at the time he lived in New York. Oh, maybe. I think he did. Maybe. So I anyway, know. how do I know and where he, he lives? And he signed our stuff. You, you have a Billy Squire tattoo. Doesn't say Billy Squire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's clarify that a little bit. It says Billy Squire across your yeah. left one. <laughs> what is your, the album is called what? It's called Tell Tell the Truth. Yes. And on that album cover, there's like an eye. Yeah. It's an Egyptian it, eye of Horus. And what does that mean? Tell it's me just what that a, means. It's, it's a symbol for an Egyptian god. Okay. And you have that. Well, I, I don't even know where you have it. It's on the back of my shoulder. On the back of your shoulder. And you showed it to yes, him. Yes, I did. And then what did he do? I forget. What did he say? I forget. Tell he me what he kissed said. Kissed me <gasps> on the cheek. Well, see, this is the part you got to add. I can't oh, remember things. Awesome. Billy Squire kissed my cheek. So look, I remember people. just looking at you in the car. We were just silent. <laughs> yeah, I turned to you like, and just started it. yelling again. Billy Squire kissed my cheek. I had a, a vinyl copy of Emotions in Motion because I love that album and I love the cover art by uh, Andy Warhol. I just love it. And um, it, it, was the, it was the best. So here's what I'm telling people and maybe you will agree with me. If you want to meet someone, you know, and it's not at, you know, the forum or... Madison Square Garden or some gigantic venue, wait, give it a whirl. You know, Amy Lehman, 
who hosts uh, this show with me, uh, has hosted many times. She waits all the time. She takes pictures, gets them printed on a canvas. And then the next time she goes back, she takes that and she waits. I told her, um, she was asking about Peter Frampton. I think this is the one. Amy, if I'm wrong, uh, please forgive me. But I think, uh, I just told her to, I tell people don't take no for an answer. I mean, unless they physically pick you up and move you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that was the thing with Peter Frampton. She had these canvases and she was, um, she wanted to get them signed. And his people were like, no, 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 no. And then when he came out, he saw her and called her over and loved them and signed them. And that's how it's going to go. Their job is to tell you no. And the artist is like, oh, this is fantastic. Exactly. So don't, don't give up. If you want to... Like people email me all the time. Hey, I'd like to meet Loverboy. What do I do? I'm like, well, first of all, that should be easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just don't, just keep going. Keep going. Uh, let's give a rundown of Billy Squire. How old do you think uh, William Squire is? Oh, you must be like yeah, 60 something. 68. 68. So when we saw him 10 years ago, he was 58. Yeah. St- Still looks good. Still looks great. He looks great now because mm-hmm. he's a vegetarian and he works in the garden. <laughs> he's not a vegetarian, oh, yeah. but he tries to eat well. He tries to eat well. Told us that for about 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, his middle name is Hayslip. H-A-I-S-L-I-P. Hayslip. That's got to be a family name. Yeah, it's a horrible name. Born in uh, Wellesley, Massachusetts. A lot of words I can't say. And uh, years active in music, 1968 to the, it says to the present. I don't know if he's still active right now. He is. He still plays though. He'll, he'll show up at events or other people's shows and things like that. It's just, he doesn't tour. He just doesn't tour. He doesn't do his own thing. He doesn't make new music. And he'll, I think he'll do like some charity events and stuff like that, but they're all on the East coast. I wonder if I would, I wonder if he would do this show. Like if I was on the East coast, I wonder if he'd want to sit down and talk about this. Talk about his career. I feel like, what if he walked in right now? Email him right now. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get this started with some music. Anything new with you you want to talk about? No. Anything you want to say? No. Nothing? Mm-mm. All right. I got nothing to talk about, except no. Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Okay, the first album. For the Piper albums, both albums came out in 1977. Did you know that? Yes, I did. The first one is called... Piper. I found that out two days ago. <laughs> by the band Piper. I don't know anything about this band other than Billy Squire is in this band. I don't know what happened to the other members. They could be very famous in whatever. They could score uh, movies. Who knows? But, the, uh, but Billy Squire was the primary songwriter. He wrote every song on these two albums yeah. except for two, which he co-wrote with other people. And they did... Uh, a cover of a Rolling Stone song, which was, um, I can't pull it. The last time. The last time. The last yeah. time. And so here we are, 1977, Piper, what's your first song? My first song is Sail Away. Sail Away on Rock Solid.
Sail Away. What do you think of these two albums? You know, I haven't listened to them in a really long time until, until I started I'm, looking for these songs again. But then when I started listening to them, I remember it. And I, because I listened to them a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Then somehow I don't know where my albums or my CDs went. I, I didn't take them. I know. But thank God you had them. Yeah, true. <laughs> to send to me. I got to be honest, this Piper, it's a, it's a two for CD, both albums on one CD. Mm-hmm. I think it was released by American Beat used to be a, a reissue label that only lasted for a few years. Uh, this thing goes for big bucks on eBay. I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, I listed mine on eBay. I did. Because it goes for like 100 bucks. And I'm like, well, someone will give me $100 for this. I have the files in my iTunes. Why are you crying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. So I listed it on eBay. I do that once in a while. I'll go, I'll pull a CD out of my collection. I go... I bet this might go for sale on eBay for a lot of money. And if it does, I'll list it. Let me know how that goes. I'll let you know. I sold a John Waite CD once for $350 no. when, when eBay first started. Are you serious? Yeah. It's crazy. So <laughs> Was that your phone? Yes, I don't know what it is. You know the rules. It's turned off. All right. Here's, uh, here's my first pick off of this album. The song is called Telephone Relation. I'm working the mixing board today because Kyle's not here and it's very awkward because the mixing board is not facing towards me. So I'm like fading it up and it's weird. But you're doing a great job. Well, we're two songs in. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you about these Piper albums. The albums aren't great, but there are great songs on these albums. I'll agree with that. And this is basically Billy Squire with a backing band. (laughs) I mean, it's just... uh, he went solo, so he didn't have to. He's like, well, I split all this money up. <laughs> but think about these songs, like or these two albums mm-hmm. in 77. Yeah. They're perfect for that time. They were perfect for that time. But and I, after I started uh, getting into Billy Squire solo, I remember seeing these in the cutout bin, but I never bought them. I just picked them up. I'm like, these probably suck. That's what I said to myself. I'm like, these probably aren't good. Now you could be getting $100 on eBay for them. Mm, for, the L, for the LPs, maybe. Yeah. Uh, now, the next song that you picked is a song I also picked, and it's also a song that Billy re-recorded on his first album. That's why I picked it on this album. Yes, because there's so many good songs <laughs> on, the, on, his, uh, yes. on the tail of the tape. So I agree. That's exactly why I picked it, too. So go ahead. What is it? Who's your boyfriend? I don't have a boyfriend.
let me tell you, do you have songs that are in your head all the time? Like if you just start randomly singing a song, do you have a, do you have songs that you'll sing or is it just me? Cause I'm a crazy person. It might just be you. Or if I do, I don't realize I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Like who's your boyfriend is a song that I'll often just be singing around the house. I just so much so that my daughter Rita knows the song. She knows the song. Like sometimes if I'm singing it, she'll just start to sing it too. And much better than me. By the way, on the way to school today, I told her, I said, I'm seeing Suzanne Dillingham today. And she went, what? I go, yeah, but just for a couple hours, then she has to go back to Long Beach. (laughs) She loves Suzanne. I miss her. Suzanne's her favorite, favorite of all my friends. Sorry, Mike, Murray, Schmitty, Chip. That's right. And my other Suzanne friends. and I'm number one. Everyone, sorry. I don't find myself singing Billy Squire songs around the house because I can't. Like, my voice is bad to begin with, but to try and sing his. Give it a whirl. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not going to happen here. All right, let's move on to the second album to come out in 1977. I assume this came, it was like a January, October thing. I don't have, there, there's no, there's no like, uh, what do I want to say, information on the web that I could find to when these albums exactly came out, except for the year. So the second album is called Can't Wait. And what's your first song off Can't Wait? Mine's the title track, Can't Wait. Oh, fantastic. Let's try it. So nice because I picked that song also. Yeah. So you can, like we said, some of the songs on these albums are great. You can guarantee you you can be guaranteed that uh, "Who's Your Boyfriend" and "Can't Wait" are two of the best songs on these first two albums because we both picked them. Now the other one I picked is a song called "Drop By and Stay." Good tune. Do you like that one? I do like that one. Did you I almost like it pick lot. it? No. I don't think I'd, no. I, I think I was pretty set on, on, what on the ones I do. picked, yeah. Let me give a little info, because uh, I have such little info on these albums, but I will give you a little bit. 
The first Piper album was produced by a guy named John Anthony. It was mixed by Eddie Kramer. Very famous Eddie Kramer. The second album was produced by Sean Delaney and Chris Kimsey. Sean Delaney wrote some songs with Kiss, for Kiss, and Chris Kimsey went on to work with the, uh, the Stones. Well, Piper toured with Kiss. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right, what's your next song? My next song is See Me Through. Think Piper blew them off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. So hard to be all fine. Love to find a way. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. If you want me, I'll find my direction. Although it's taking a while. I won't waste the more of my life. You're gonna see me through. A little cowbell in there. So that's Piper. People make fun of the cowbell, but really you love it every time it shows up in a song. Uh, You mean me or everyone? Everyone. Everyone loves a cowbell. You can make fun of it all you want. Everyone loves it. All right, here we go. This is when Billy Squire uh, becomes Billy Squire. 1980, The Tale of the Tape. Friend of the show, Bruce Kulick, plays on this album. We played it when he was on here. Here's the deal about this album. This is why Billy Squire (laughs) never has to work again. is Capitol Records, when he wanted to go solo, Capitol Records offered him not a great deal. Not a great recording deal. So he said, well, could I own my own masters? I've told this story many times. I think it probably goes like this. So uh, you think it'd be okay if I own my own masters? (laughs) Okay, sure. You can own your masters. That's how it went. And so now he's been sampled so many times. I think the big beat is one of the most sampled songs it is. of all time. It is the most sampled song. It's the most sampled song. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we're going to start with. That's your, that's your song, the yeah, big beat. Because how could you not? How could you not play it? It's made Billy Squire rich. song has been sampled by uh, Jay-Z, Run DMC, Big Daddy Kane, and I think most recently by Alicia Keys for her song Girl on Fire. So, I mean, this is why, this is why the guy doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't, do, doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. This album only peaked at number 169. However, samples of that song yeah. no, <laughs> all gone uh, to number one. No certifications, no gold. No platinum, none of that stuff. Obviously, if he didn't get gold, he's not going to get platinum. That comes after. 
this is my favorite Billy Squire album. I don't, I don't know if it's the best Billy Squire album, but this is my personal favorite. I love this from top to bottom. And Rock Candy Records reissued it on CD a few years back. So if you want to get a really great sounding version, I think it has a couple bonus tracks too. Uh, get this on Rock Candy Records. I love it. You can tell us your favorite when we get to it. Okay. Unless it's this one. It's not my favorite, but I, I do. There's nothing that I don't. There's not one song I don't like on it's this album. There's not one song I don't like on this album either, and including this one called Rich Kid. Suzanne and I were talking about this earlier about some things that uh, could have derailed Billy Squire's career. And then we'll talk about some things that kind of did derail it when we get there. Tale of the Tape has two different album covers. First time it was released, it has him standing in a corner of like, uh, you know, a New York apartment. And he has like a, a master tape box open and just tape pulled all out of the box and it's strewn all around the room. And um, I think it's called Tale. This might be called Tale of the Tape because he got to own his masters. I don't know. The second version of this album has all the tape strewn around on the floor. Strewn is the word of the day, everybody. <laughs> and he's in a very, not a very masculine pose on the floor. You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, for me, when I was like, how old was I in 1980? 16. That album cover didn't really you know, resonate with me as a 16 year old in 1980, you look at that and you go like, that guy's not real macho. You know what I mean? Do you think it would have been different if they put like some really hot chick in the background? Maybe. Yes, I do. And I'm not saying that's how the world is in 2019. I'm just saying but in 1980, that would have changed the entire cover. Yeah. Or if a girl would have just been, uh, had uh, the, if he was taking the tape out of the box and it was strategically wrapped around a nude girl's body, you know what I'm saying? I know it sounds, it sounds stupid now, but I mean, who knows? Who knows if an album cover can sometimes derail what's a great album? And this is a great album. So, so what's your next song, Suzanne? My next song is Kelly O. Uh, great song. You played this when we saw him. Let's hear it.
I let that play a little longer. It's worth it. And I thank you. It's worth it. All right. My, uh, my next song is Who Knows What a Love Can Do. Oh, I love this song. I love all the songs in this album. goes through your mind when you make an album that you think is probably amazing like he probably thought wow i I think we did a good album here i think this tale of the tape this is going to be the one the piper albums didn't go but it's been three years since then and here we go and and then just nothing happened must be disappointing i think there's been a few of his albums where he thought that yeah but i mean at this when in the early stages of your career Mm -hmm. like i'm surprised it's almost like you're it's almost surprising that capitol records maybe didn't you know get rid of them but back then they let they let you have uh they gave you more chances back then you know what i mean like they could have easily said you know it's just not working out keep keep your masters on that but it's just, you know what i mean but then a year later everything changes right big time maybe that's why though maybe that's why they give you that second chance because they think that you got something like they, maybe they, they they hear it and they know it's good and they just don't. And they're like, who, maybe the second one. Who drops the ball then? Is it marketing? Is it the PR people? Do they drop the ball? They just can't get radio to play anything? I don't know. I would have loved to have heard these songs coming out of the radio in 1980. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't but even know this album existed because I didn't know, I didn't know who Billy Squire was. Well, you would know more than me as I was, uh, I mean, I don't remember much about the radio when I was nine, so... Mm-hmm. Until and, and and these are albums that I obviously didn't hear until later. Yeah, you know when I was yeah. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. When you start researching yeah. after you find the one that you love. Yeah, after you find, don't say no. Well, that's not where I. I know that's not where you. But don't say no is. Yeah. It's a, literally a year later. Tale of the tape, May nineteen eighty. It's less than a year. Don't say no comes out April nineteen eighty one. This thing sells three million <laughs> copies. That's like. A crazy jump from nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. How high did it go in the chart? Went to number five. The album goes to number five on the chart. It is produced by Mac, who produced uh, uh, Queen, uh, The Game. Reinhold Mack. He worked with Queen then for many, many years. Uh, So uh, Billy got hooked up with him and... He gets a couple of a couple of big singles, gets some MTV airplay, and uh, one of the songs from this album we're not going to talk about because it's going to be our playout song. Oh, that's right. Wink, wink. <laughs> but what is your? But this your first song because I'm seeing it. I'll let you introduce it. But yeah. this this got 
a lot of MTV airplay. This is actually last minute ad to for me because I kept switching all my songs around. Now the two songs that you picked were the exact same two songs that I picked. But then once I saw you pick them, I went in and picked two more so that Which this makes album me very happy. So that this album wouldn't get uh, short shrift. So the first one I picked was My Kind of Lover. Gotta take this from the top. Right. You have Out to. Of the gate. You got me running, baby. You give me something way beyond revenue. You put the magic in me. I feel the magic when we do what we do. such a great song i keep saying that but it's true i know that's the thing there's so many of them here's the thing about billy squire i don't think there's anyone else like billy squire you know what i mean like he he does have these uh play on words but he does have these big beats in his songs there it's not straight up hard rock it's not heavy metal it's not hard rock, but I don't know how to classify this. I don't either. And it's not really power pop. There's everything in there. And there's, there's everything a, in here. A lot of it, like I started when I was listening to the album straight through, I'd be like, God, this is so synthesizer heavy. And then I'm yeah. like, but it works. Yep. And it's, you know, there's, there, there are at times where songs are like heavy, but then they're dancey. It's really, I can't think of anyone... Like if I was going to make, make a mixtape with two artists and you said, who are you going to put on with Billy Squire? I'm like, no, no one. I can't think of anyone that does what he did or hopefully will do again. I just, he's really I unique. I really wish he would put out another album. He's really unique. Like you can stomp your feet. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's great. And um, let me see what my first song is. My first song is What Do You Want From Me? also want to say that it is very very hard to find billy squire cds i think most of the albums are on itunes now but to find physical cds there's a there's a reissue company out of the uk called uh beat goes on or bgo you can get you can get them from them but in the u.s there's not you know there's not like capitals never other than um other than uh, this album they've never remastered his catalog I would think that the that this album and the next two should be remastered and re-released in some, you know, deluxe version, but not, nothing so far. It's weird. Well, I think his exit from the industry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And not a left with a lot All of right. friends wanting to. Uh, your next song? My next song is I Need You. 
First line, I rise at the break of day, your smile sets me on my way or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I actually put that in there for the bridge. And he's a master at the bridge of a song. He, Yeah, he, he is a master of the bridge. <laughs> Look at that. Billy Squire, colon, master of the bridge. <laughs> master of the bridge. Uh, you know, he's not, a, he's not a top 40 singles guy. He only has two songs that broke into the top 20. On like uh, the Billboard Top 200 singles charts. I don't he's, get it. He's like an album rock FM hit guy. But he never he never had, you know, chart success uh, single-wise. He just didn't. Doesn't care. He's rich. But meanwhile, the first time I saw him play, it was at a huge amphitheater that was packed full. Yeah, it's nuts, right? <laughs> All right, my, uh, my next song is Lonely as the Night. Right from the top. Because of that guitar. He's an amazing guitar player, too. He doesn't get any credit for that. Songs on this album that were sampled, uh, The Stroke and My Kind of Lover, both sampled by Eminem. So yeah, that brings you some cash when Eminem samples your song. Uh, Got to point out the, the drums. From this point on for the next few albums, his, maybe for the rest of the albums, his drummer is a guy, I can't say his last name, uh, C-H-O-U-I-N-A-R-D, Bobby Chu. Chuinard? Wait, say it, say it again. C H O U C H O U I N A R D. Oh, I know. <laughs> I can't say it. Um, it's it's got to be like a, an S H. I thought it was like Chouinard I thought it was like a something. hard like like a Kuinard. Maybe Bobby. He's great. That I in there is throwing me off. It's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, he's great. Such a great drummer. Perfect drummer for Billy Squire music. Love it. Moving on. Moving on. Most I had so much trouble with this next one. Is this your favorite? This is, um, is this my favorite? 
This might be my favorite. Yes. I think it's my favorite album. All right. This and the next one. Between the two of them. Okay, let's yeah. see what this does on the charts. Let's see what it does. Motions in Motion comes out a little over a year later, and it sells 2 million copies. So a million less than Don't Say No, but who cares? That's fine. Right? Well, that depends. <laughs> depends on if it's your album or not. Compared to, album, compared to what albums do now, 2 million copies is an incredible, incredible feat. Uh, okay, what do you got? What do you got on Emotions in Motion? I went, I went all over with this album trying to pick songs. I, didn't I tell you we should just play this <laughs> this whole album? Again, produced I by... I had to start it, though, with Emotions in Motion just because... Yeah. Right I, from the start. I, I get it gets it. you. All right, let's hear it. on that god it's such a great groove song it's such a groove song i mean that's that's not heavy metal that's not hard rock what is that someone tell me what this is perfection how does uh how does wikipedia classify this it says a uh, genre rock hard rock i just don't know that it's it's that but it's, it's so good but it's something more than that i love it love it all songs written by billy squire on this album. of course co-produced again by mac why not Gave you some success with the last album. Uh, my song, my two songs are from the tail end, or I guess side two of the album, because I love these songs. This album, it's it's got such a, um, it's sequenced really great because it starts amazing and then and, and then it and then it gives you a it dips a little bit, not not bad dipping. I'm just like, but then it comes back up at the end. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like a roller coaster. That's so good. This is She's a Runner.
such a great song. The drums on every one of his songs are just so big. That's by Bobby, the guy it. I can't pronounce. That guy. Yeah. Bobby. Uh, there's some tambourine on there. The guitar, it's like, bring, and then they turn it up for the second, bring. I call it a bring. <laughs> so good. Such a good song. Suzanne, what's next for you from Emotions in Motion? One good woman. That's all you need, fellas. Poor ladies. Neither one of us even picked the opening track. Everybody wants you. Because everybody knows it. I know, but it's such, it's, it's, but I'm just saying, I know. that's how good this album is. We didn't even pick the, the opening track, which kills it. What a way to start an album. Honestly, though, I think I picked every song. And then you repicked and again. And then I repicked and repicked. This one was really hard for me. Uh, well, I picked another one from the, uh, what, what track is this on the album? This is the last track on the album. This is. Listen to the heartbeat. So great. Sorry, I was over here dancing. <laughs> you open up your album with Everybody Wants You and you close it with Listen to the Heartbeat. That's a great album. That's a nice bookend. I think that's a perfect album. Yeah, it's pretty great. My hope is that if, when people are listening to this episode, they go, man, I haven't listened to Billy Squire yeah. in years. I got to go listen to some Billy Squire because... You're going to love it. And summer's coming soon. And this is perfect music for the summer. Now I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a little, I'm going to take a sidestep here, Suzanne. I'm going to play the next song because uh, Emotions in Motion, this album came out July 23rd, 1982. A week later, on July 30th of 1982, there was a soundtrack that came out, which I feel is the best original soundtrack of all time. It's the soundtrack of the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And there's a Billy Squire song on this, and that song is called Fast Times, and then in parentheses, The Best Years of Our Lives. So let's hear some of that. You can talk about me if you want to. 
of our lives. I assume that was probably re- recorded at the exact same time as the Emotions in Motion album. They probably knew, oh, oh yeah, probably. I have to do the soundtrack song, so we'll do that also. I'm really glad you played that, actually. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right, so now it's two full years between albums. We're going to move on to Signs of Life, which went platinum. This is the album that um, I first started listening to him. You know what's funny is Emotions in Motion sold a million less than Don't Say No, but I feel like, for some reason, Emotions in Motion was like the height of his career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though it sold less than the previous album, I feel like everyone knew who Billy Squire was when Emotions in Motion came out. So, okay, Signs of Life, July 1984, co-produced by Billy Squire and Jim Steinman. We know Jim Steinman because he's a crazy person. He writes those meatloaf songs. You know what I'm talking about? You know meatloaf, right? Yeah, I know meatloaf. Like, let me see. Let me see if there's don't any don't. like. <laughs> see if there's any like. What's like the most recent thing? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. The Jim Steinman wrote that someone recorded. What would it be? Uh, maybe something like this. Who needs the young? The revelation of the faces and the head. When all we have are with the traces of the faces we once were. And suffocation in the dirty fetal <laughs> Why does this exist? I need no young bodies floating in the sun. Turn it off. <laughs> it's from the 2016 release, Braver Than We Are by Meatloaf. That's songs upsetting. By, songs by Jim Steinman. I think that sold 15 million copies. No. No. Can you believe that? Like, I would love to have Meatloaf on here, but how, what do I do with these last three albums? What do I do? They're, they're so, uh, this last one is. It's un, upsetting. It's unlistenable. Yeah. I've said it a million well. times. When I say these things uh, over and over <laughs> again, I assume that there's some new listener out there that hasn't heard me say it the last 20 times. But whoever propped that guy up in front of a microphone <laughs> and then through the glass gave him the okay sign, like, yeah, buddy, we got it. That guy is, is the culprit. You should say, Meat, it's not happening. And Meat should be able to listen back to this and go, I don't sound good at all. You know what I mean? Like, what's the disconnect? But the other thing, you're t- Jim Steinman wrote that? Yeah. Come on. Like... <laughs> Putting the bad voice aside, that's horrible. That's a horrible song. It's horrible. Yeah. Who needs the young? Meat's voice is so bad on these songs that I've said, I don't even know if these are good songs or not. Like, I don't know if someone that could sing, if they sang these songs, if they're, they're even not. good songs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's the definitive answer. <laughs> All right. So this is Signs of Life. Um, I think Jim Steinman did a good job co-producing this album. I think it sounds good. I love this album. This is, this is the one where you started, right? That's what you yes. said? Yeah, this is where All I right. started and then started pulling. And what are we going to do? Um, what song's first? Okay, well, my first song is 1984. And then you want to jump to, we're going to start at the beginning, and then we're going to jump to the Brian May guitar, guitar solo. Yeah. Because um, Billy Squire was friends with Queen. He sang some background vocals on the Hot Space album, but then I think they were removed, so he's not credited, or if they are in there, he's not credited. And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on 
him and Freddie on a, on, mm-hmm. a, on a later album, on the next album actually. But uh, yeah, he was, and it's because of Mac produced Queen and he was producing Billy Squire. They were probably in adjacent studios or something. I don't know. I'm just making up a, <laughs> I'm making up a rock and roll story. But okay, this is called, in parentheses, Another, and then 1984. Is this the first song on the album? I can find I that know. out pretty quick. I don't know. No, it's not. No, this is the first song on side two. Okay, here we go. kept trying to fade it down and Suzanne was was like saying no it was like I was trying to kill her with a gun like I had a gun and I was going to shoot her and she was begging for her life she's like no 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 not yet not yet you like because those? I wanted you to hear Alpha Anderson's who, you, who did you say it was Alpha Anderson mm-hmm. and who did she who do you think she's with Chic Chic I've heard of them all right now I got queued up this guitar solo that you're going crazy about Brian May is he a good guitarist it's all right I think he can give him a listen. He's, he's good. Let's try him. Cool. Pretty impressive. I like it. It's funny, Brian May also played on Bad Out of Hell 3. He plays a solo on Bad for Good. So he must have a relationship with Jim Steinman too. Everything's all intertwined in rock and roll. All right, my first song, I picked the first song on the album. I picked All Night Long. Now, the song that neither one of us picked <laughs> is the song that seriously 
derailed the man's career. And it's not the song, because I like the song. No, the song's great. I like the, I like the snaps. Uh, Rock Me Tonight is, is a great song. But the video, which was, I believe, directed by Kenny Ortega. Um, it's just, uh, you know, Billy's, uh, he's dancing around a bed with pastel sheets and he tears his shirt off. And it's like, it, it's like, it's, it's obviously on a set. Like it's not, it doesn't look like anyone's real bedroom. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and he crawls, he's crawling on the floor. I mean, he's got some, uh, he's got some high top white Reeboks on maybe. Some he's really bad dance moves. It's just really bad dance moves. Oh, stop. Like this, he does this. <laughs> and then he kicks his legs up behind him. It's like, it's really bad. I sat there and I tried to say this, there's no way that this video is the thing that did it. There had to be something else. And then I watched the video last night. Yeah. You did? You watched it last night? I did watch it last night, and I haven't seen it since the 80s, since it came out. And, God, it's so bad. Also, I believe on this tour, Def Leppard was the opening act. Oh. And and Pyromania was out. Okay. So that wasn't good. He didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance. (laughs) 1984 was not the best Billy Squire year. But it was such an amazing album. What do you think of this album cover? Um, it's um. There's a lot of things going against Billy here. This is where Kyle <laughs> is uh, is missing. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Kyle hates this the, album. Cover. Yeah, Kyle. I, I, Kyle. This is a video we're gonna have to do if you're listening. He's not listening. Uh, we're gonna go through the Billy Squire album covers, and you're gonna because uh, I know he's never seen it. He's probably seen one of these. This is one where he, we were talking about that one time and I was trying to defend it because I wasn't thinking of the Signs of Life album cover mm-hmm. at the time. And I'm like, I don't, it's not that bad. I don't know what you're talking about. Then when I went back and I'm like, oh, you're talking about this one. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah, this is I don't good. even know how to, how to describe it. It's like Billy's face behind a piece of paper that has like some cutouts in it. It doesn't really go with the title of the album. It doesn't go with anything. Signs of Life. I mean, there could be, Signs of Life could be anything. It could be him... It could be him in a hospital bed. Yeah. I'm I'm very I'm very literal when I think of yeah. album cover art. You know what I mean? But um It could have just been This doesn't do it for me, this album cover. Yeah. Uh now the next song, we both picked it, and it's a great song. It's just an amazing song. It's uh go ahead, say it. You say it. It's Eye on You. Eye on you.
I love that song from the first time I heard it. Me too. The first time I uh, I played this album and that song came up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be my favorite song in the album. Was that a single that was released? I believe it was. Let me say, let me see where that uh, where that might have uh, not have charted. <laughs> Eye on you, uh, <laughs> seven up to seventy-one, number seventy-one. Yeah. Rock me tonight was, uh, and the, these are the two top twenty hits he had. Rock me tonight is his highest charting song at number fifteen. People heard that on the radio and they bought it, loved it. Then they saw the video, the video. and were like, "Oh, boo!" <laughs> and then the stroke went to number seventeen. There were eighties videos on this week that I was watching, and they're all horrible. Holy crap! They're all bad. I'm wondering how there's a way to to like sit with Kyle and and you know maybe Christy, Mike and Murray and and like somehow watch videos and comment on them and put them on the YouTube show. or is that a television show? Please feel free to steal that now that I put it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be a great tell because I watched this one this ballerina girl by uh, Lionel Richie Dude, it's like he's a ballerina dance studio. It's all these young girls dancing. All of a sudden, Lionel Richie comes in in a trench coat. <laughs> like, look at this creepy guy. <sighs> and then, I'm sorry, that Twisted Sister video for We're Not Gonna Take It is absolutely horrendous. <laughs> I don't even know what. There are so many. The, the video transitions are weird. And it's just what the kid spins around and turns into decent. None of it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fucking make sense. I think at the time, because you just wanted to see the people singing. You didn't even care yeah. what was happening in the video. And like, I admit, in the day... To me, nothing's worse than a video where the band doesn't show up. No, that's Like, I don't want to see that. I but just want to see them. The uh, Yeah, like, I think Queen missed the boat with the Under Pressure video. I do like that video, but not seeing Queen and David Bowie, like, in the same frame together, singing... Lip syncing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, David but Bowie um, and Mick Jagger made that horrible thing, but at least you got to see him. Well, that was that wasn't <laughs> Freddie, that was Mick. But yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, <sighs> UK South America. Oh, that's so <laughs> terrible. The um, what we just talking about? Oh, so this okay. So I understand. Like, I didn't hate. We're not going to take it back in the day. I thought I probably thought it was funny when I was a kid. <laughs> But man, when you watch these, I'm saying when you watch these as a grown-up, holy fucking balls. <laughs> these are some rough, rough videos to watch. I don't think I saw one good one. Like there was a Madonna video on and I was like, I turned to my wife, I go, she wasn't even a good actress in her own videos. Oh, and, I- <laughs> and Pilar goes, yeah, look at her dead eyes. She's just dead eyes all the time. I'm like, yeah, terrible. But then on... Then you say that the Rock Me Tonight video is what took Billy Squire down. Because of his... Because people didn't want to see him crawling around on the floor and prancing. However, they're all did. okay with men in tights and makeup yeah. and doing all of that. That that was okay. That yeah. was Yeah, like David Lee Roth can wear spandex and jump mm-hmm. around and splits and everything. And he's like with awesome. With a feather boa around yeah. his neck. And look, that's Billy Squire moves like that on stage. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. He does move like he does. His body is like a noodle. <laughs> he does, and it's and it's fine. But just in this setting, with some neon lighting and some pastel colors, and him tearing his shirt off, it just it just doesn't work. Like I'm surprised that the that the label didn't say, pull that video off MTV right now. <laughs> We're gonna reshoot just a concert 
video and uh and that and forget this forget this ever exists but um no way it's not what happened so basically this is this is the end of billy squire his platinum run next album comes out two and a half years later it's called enough is enough uh i like this album cover it's just like a photo of him basic says that his name in a font is the title of the album <laughs> in a font. And it's just a picture of him. Yeah. You know, he looks fine. Uh, produced by Peter Collins, who I believe produced a couple of Rush albums. I'm going to look that up right now. I know he has, I know he produced some Rush albums. Yep. Rush. I don't know which ones, but he produced a couple. And uh, this album's, I don't like this album top to bottom, but the songs I like, I really, really like. What about you? I need, I, I'm so bad with this. I would need to see the track list, but I would. Let me read. I mean, it's you. not my favorite. It's not my favorite either. But but I I do love. I remember when this came out on CD. But I'll it, listen to it the all the whole way through if I'm listening. When this came out on CD, it was never on sale. It was never, it was never like a sale price because he wasn't popular when this came out. So my grandmother bought me the CD for Christmas because I knew to ask for the the higher price CDs <laughs> and I still have the original copy and I, and I won't get rid of, she got me two CDs that year. She got me, um, Elton John's leather jackets and this both not great, <laughs> but both expensive. And I still have those copies cause I won't give them up cause my grandmother bought this for me. Read my, me the track list. My Nana, please. Okay. 10 songs. Okay. Shot of love. Love it. Love is the hero. Yes. Lady with the tenor sax. All We Have to Give, mm-hmm. Good song. Come Home, yep. Break the Silence, Love it. Powerhouse, it's okay. Lonely One, Till It's Over, and Wink of an Eye. That's got some strong okay. songs on there. He it co-wrote does. some stuff, co-wrote a song with Danny Korchmar, co-wrote a song with Freddie. So um, let's Again, get into it. I'm not it. skipping over any of these songs when I listen. I like it. Yeah, but they're just not, uh, they're not all powerhouses. So what's your first song? Love is a Hero. Here we go. Freddie in the background. So is that a dance song? What kind of a song? Like, I, I can't classify that again. Yeah, it's not a dance song. But man, that bass. But you don't sit still when you're listening to it. Him and Freddie sound really good together. Their voices really... That's why really... I picked that one. I just love those two, the way they sound together. And I love that song. I love everything about it. And I probably would have, uh, I probably would have picked that song also. Oh, I forgot to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, he did a song on the Metropolis soundtrack. 
Metropolis was a is a, a movie from I don't know I want to say the twenties but maybe earlier, and then they re released it with a rock soundtrack. I think Freddie does a song, Pat Benatar does a song, and Billy Squire did a song. And this was called this came out in eighty five, so this predates the album that we're talking about. But this song is called On Your Own. not great it might be stinkeroo worthy <laughs> all right it's getting me now i'm back on board yeah it's not great but good for him still getting offered to do soundtrack songs right yeah uh my first track off the album we're talking about, which is Enough is Enough, is the opening song. This is Shot of Love. The, the Billy uh, the Billy Squire catalog is very synth heavy, but mm-hmm. it works. I think it's great. It worked on everything except for that other song you played on that Metropolis that song. <laughs> uh, moving on to your second song from Enough's Enough, 1986. This record literally got no airplay anywhere. <laughs> the rest of the catalog, it's so wrong. the rest of the catalog doesn't get any airplay anywhere. No. You have to be a it Billy Squire. Gets a lot of airplay in my house. Like you have to be, back then you didn't know when albums were coming out either. You would just all of a sudden you'd be like, oh my God, there's a new Billy Squire album out. But it's so stupid because these are great albums. These are pretty all great of albums. these ones that are yeah, coming up. I know. All right. So I my- made that noise. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I agree. All right. What's your song? My next song is Break the Silence.
one of my favorites. I've got to be honest. Really? Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just okay for me, that one. This is the first time we're fighting so far. It's okay. Uh, my next song um, is the one song in this album where he uses a different drummer. Bobby, with the name I can't say, is on all the other tracks. But on this track, he has Steve Ferroni, who was in uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh. He's been their drummer for probably 20 years now. I can't get mad at that. So uh, let, let's see if we hear any, because I didn't know this until I'm reading it right now. So let's hear <laughs> if we can tell a difference in the drumming. Like if we say, oh yeah, this song needed a different guy. Or if we say, no, Bobby could have done that. <laughs> this song is called, I love this song. This is Lonely One. So far, I could play the drums on this. Pick it up, Steve Ferroni. There better be some crazy drumming coming up. Well, he certainly doesn't take away from the rest of the song, does he? No. There's some little tss, tss, tss. Oh, there go. oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, your pink slips over there, Bobby. played a long clip on that because we had to get to those fucking drums Can't i just tell picture me. him there with like a track machine and he's just <laughs> pressing the button of the first maybe, when they change maybe bobby had a dental appointment that day he couldn't be there we're done with enough's enough All enough right. is enough enough's enough's a shitty pop band here and now <laughs> here and now uh, I, and again, I think after the debacle that was the Rock Me Tonight video, the album covers now are just like, yeah, just me. Like this, this is face. just this. This is such a lazy attempt at an album cover, but I like it because it's just like his face is like he's just so pissed off, <laughs> and it just it's like it's a black and white photo of him in the middle, and then across the top there's like a red border. There's a red border at the top and bottom. In the top it says Billy Squire. And the bottom border just says here and now. It's just like so. And now we're in a, in a three-year cycle, it seems. This is 1989. And um, it says that this, uh, like the previous album, this sold roughly 300,000 copies. Oh. Not terrible, though. Three okay. million. He went from three million. To 300,000. Better than 20,000. Is it? I mean, at that point. It, it's got to be disappointing. But Capital is still hanging on because they've made so much money off of him. Not really because he owns the Masters. But you know, know what I'm saying. All right. Uh, this is produced. A lot of producers on this. Jeffrey Diamond, Billy Squire, and Jason Corsaro. And um, even, even the Wikipedia barely has anything <laughs> listed about this. They don't even want to. Waste even Billy Squire fans who run this Wikipedia page go, what am I going to say about it? Didn't sell. (laughs) 
Let me see if there's any, uh, were there any singles that did, well, they didn't do anything or we'd know about them, but mm -hmm. let me see what the singles were on this album. Don't Say Love Me went to number 58, but on, on rock radio, it went to number four. I remember that I getting remember a lot of play. Out, yeah. Uh, so what is your first song from here? Ampersam now. My first song is Stronger. Let me see if I pick this song too. I think I did and then changed it because this is a killer song. Here we go. Saxophone? Yeah. Now here's the thing about this song and the next song I'm gonna play. He play he co-wrote two songs on this album with Desmond Child. Mm -hmm. He should have co-wrote ten songs with Desmond mm -hmm. Child, and Desmond Child should have produced this album because I think that that's maybe what Billy Squire would have needed in 1989, you know, to you know, to get in there, to get back yeah. on the charts. Because this song Stronger and the next song I'm going to play are great. My song is Tied Up. Desmond Child's great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, friends of the show, uh, Decibel Geek Podcast, they had uh, Desmond Child on their show. I think you can find that on YouTube. If not, uh, check out the Decibel Geek Podcast and listen to, I think it's episode 195. I'm not pulling that from memory. I'm looking it up. And uh, yeah, Desmond Child, he's, he's awesome. And that's what I think, uh, again, what Billy Squire could have used a little bit more on this album. Not saying it's a bad album. I'm just saying that guy brings the hits. What do you got? What's up? Here, ampersand now. I have don't let me go. Well, I'm not. The show's not over yet. <laughs> we have to 
That song doesn't get me until the chorus, and then the chorus is pretty hot. Oh, it totally gets me. I just say the chorus is pretty hot. Okay. <laughs> I don't know it's what that means. But weird. I don't either. God, lyrically, when he writes a love song, mm-hmm. you feel it. That's the kind of song I would want written about me. That's, like what, a lady he, want, that's what a lady wants to hear. Like if someone writes a love letter, letter hi, yeah. letter to you. That's what they want. Yeah. Write it like Billy Squire would. Yeah. So here's, so I'm, you know what? Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. I haven't written in Pilar's card yet. So I think I'm going to write something like. <laughs> and, then, and then the lyrics to that there song. There you go. Um, <laughs> what, do I have another song here? I do, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For example, this, uh, this is a Mine Tonight. I love this song. This is something that you guys could put in your, uh, in your love letter. These lyrics. Oh, this might be a breakup song. (laughs) Sorry, guys, I steered you wrong. Don't use these lyrics. It's going to pick up here. might be some mandolin in So much going on as far as instrumentation in these Billy Squire songs. Like we're saying, synth and big bass and big drums, and then there'll be the mandolin and tambourine. I mean, he's he just does stuff that other people don't do. Yeah. Also, I think this song might be written by a kidnapper. <laughs> I think he's telling this person, uh, yeah, you're here tonight. Yeah. Done. Till the cops find you. Yep. <laughs> Um, I'm nervous as to what songs I played today that Alexi Lawless <laughs> is going to send me an email or a text telling me that that's not a good song. <laughs> They're all good songs. Well, that's what I think too, but sometimes Alexi disagrees. Well, if Alexi wanted to disagree, he should have been here today. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to 1991. That's when grunge came in and then it ruined everything. <laughs> Shut up. Grunge was rock and roll. So whoever named it grunge instead of just playing it alongside uh, Guns N' Roses and Poison, they're the people that ruined it. Music didn't ruin it. You know, you listen to Pro Jam, it's rock, It's just rock and roll. Whoever called it grunge, that's the guy. Who, who made up that term? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even like the term. It sounds... I know, but the problem is you know what they're talking about. I do now because <laughs> of, of that stupid guy. It just means to me like... Dirty hair and flannel. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Creatures of Habit. Do not like this album cover. Oh yeah. Well, this is this is a pretty shitty album cover. It's uh, it's a drawing. It's got like a city in the background. It's I can't even explain it. It's not. It's not good. It's not the worst. Hmm. Okay. 
Then there's 11 songs on this album. Up until now, it's been and always 10. You like this? I love this album. I can't stop burping now. Uh, you like this whole album? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Should I read them? And then read me the track listing, please. Young at Heart. Yes. She Goes Down. Yep. Lover. Yep. Hollywood. Yep. Conscience Point. Yes. Nerves on Ice. Yes. Hands of Seduction. Mm-hmm. See, this, this, it, the tail end here is where I get lost a little bit. Facts of Life. Yeah. Love, Four Letter Word. He sang that when we mm-hmm. saw him. Strange Fire. Sang that when we saw mm-hmm. him. Alone in Your Dreams. Parentheses. Don't Say Goodbye. Yeah. You're, you're on board with all this. I'm on board with all of it. My problem with this album is some of these songs I don't remember. You know what I mean? Because when I went to pick songs, I knew the ones I was going to pick, mm-hmm. and therefore I didn't listen to the other songs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I, I knew. I can't do that. I have to listen to them all. Well, you should, because I'm the host, and you're coming, and you're doing homework. I know. <laughs> this album sold 200,000 copies. In 1991? After not having, any, like, he didn't have any videos or anything for the longest time either. Why should he? You saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. What's your first song off of Creatures of Habit? I couldn't help it. I had to. You picked the dirty song. It's not dirty, though. And here's the thing. Let me tell What's you. What's the song called? <laughs> she goes down. What does that mean? What's that mean? But There's a Molly Cruz song called She Goes Down. Yeah, but that's filth. It this is. is different. It is because in that song, <laughs> there's, uh, there's the sound of a zipper. <laughs> I think that's how the song starts. Oh, that's oh. awful. I'm so hoping. I'm, I'm interrupting you for a second. I'm so sorry. We watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and then we immediately recorded a Bohemian Rhapsody episode. And I'm hoping to do that with Mike Schmidt after we watch the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt. Oh, you have to. And then, You have to. But I just don't know what Mike's take on it will be. He'll either go, dude, these guys are numb nuts. Or else he'll go, <laughs> dude, these guys are great. <laughs> so but I either just, way, it's going to be Either a way, recording. so we got to do that. And uh, Motley Crue, I'm just, I'm torn. I like some of it so much. And then some of it is just P-effing you. <laughs> All right. I interrupted you. It's okay. Tell us about the dirty song. So listen, I really love this song, but here's the other thing. What's that say about you? Billy Squire never writes about women in any kind of derogatory sense. He doesn't. You're right. Even this song. She's in the power position. You know what? This song, this song is co-written by a woman, Laura McDonald. It's the only co-write on the thing. And I don't know who she is. I don't either. But she must be a dirty lady. (laughs) I'm pulling up the lyrics on this. I bet just the Motley Crue lyrics will come up. Ugh. No, they won't. Uh, yeah, here's Motley Crue lyrics. Little Miss Muffet, Sweet Girls School Stuff. What? How do you even Ugh. sing that? Well, I know how you would sing it terribly. Little Miss Muffet, Sweet Girls School Stuff, and a country smile. And tr- I don't even know how this song goes from reading the lyrics. This is terrible. All I know is the, the chorus is, she goes down, she goes down, she goes down, 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 all night long. That's, that's a long time. This is terrible. All right. I'm sorry that I, I ruined the show just by reading those lyrics. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you say the woman's in the power position. Let's find out.
no such love it, don't you? I do. All right. It didn't sound as filthy as I thought it was going to sound. For example. I think we just had a title fight there. Who wins that title fight? Billy Squire wins that title fight. <laughs> God, Molly Crew. <laughs> just so on the nose. Uh, okay. My first song, that was a good song that you played. My first song from Creatures of Habit is Lover. Even in 1991, he could bring a good song. Two good songs so far. So good. You got one more. Just going to get better. Um, I know I now, this is the song. He played this uh, He played this when we saw him, but I don't remember the song. Oh, it's so good. Strange Fire. Oh, I like that little chicka chicka guitar. to uh, pull out Creatures of Habit and give that CD another listen because you say it's all good. I think, uh, yeah, I do. 
Neither one of us. Everybody should listen to it. How do we, neither one of us picked conscience point. I almost did. I almost did too. It's really hard not to, but we didn't. Stupid. I picked Hollywood though. Definitely, I have to pull this album out and give it another listen. Definitely. 1993, here we go. The album's so good that you got a tattoo of it on your shoulder blade. <laughs> he decides to go and work with a, a producer again, like a, a well-known producer. He works with Mike Chapman, who produced Sweet and Susie Quattro and Blondie and The Knack. This is a real poppy producer that he picked for the album called Tell the Truth. I like this album cover a lot. I love this album cover, yeah. enough to tattoo it on my Yeah, enough soul. to make a mistake, a, life, uh, a lifelong mistake. No, I'm kidding. Cool. 12 songs on this. This is his longest. I think all the albums have 10 songs except for, you know, these last two. He loved this album. That's what he said? Did he tell it's, you that? No, it's in an interview. what did he say? This is why he left the business, though. Because he just couldn't get anything cooking with he this album? He said he felt like it was uh, the best album since, I don't know which one, Don't Say No, or Emotions, and they just refused to market it at all. Why keep him on the label if you're going to like tie his hands Yeah, then? I don't know. All right, what's the first song that we're going to hear from I Tell the Truth? I Trying to Walk a Straight Line. Too. Now, this album, I know I did not buy this CD until after we saw him perform. I didn't know anything about this CD. So I'm one of the people that caused his career to uh, fall by the wayside. I was so excited about it. I bought it the minute it came out. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one? Did they have, how many copies did they have? They probably had one. I don't, right? I don't recall, but. 
All right, I'm going to play the song called Hercules. Yeah, that's awesome. to give a shout out to John Lamro and the Hustle Podcast. John, you should get, uh, try to get Billy Squire on your show. Maybe you have tried. I can't get him. He doesn't live out here. If he did, I would never tell you to get him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a show I want to hear. So uh, come on, John, do your best. Suzanne, what's next for you? Uh, my next song is Stranger to Myself. see where he'd be upset that this album didn't do anything yeah because this is a good album it's a great album this i think was one of the singles loving you ain't so hard it's all clear to me now It all comes through to me now Sleepwalking through a frozen dream Waking up from a fantasy Where happiness got the best of me Those dreams are This album sold less than 100,000 copies. That's just stupid. You know, what's weird to me is that Mike Chapman is, you know, known for producing like, you know, short poppy songs. 
And this album has a song that's seven minutes long, a song that's six minutes, 56 seconds, two songs over five minutes, three songs over five minutes long. It's not like a short, like poppy song album that uh, Mike Chapman usually produces. So kudos to uh, everyone involved. Kudos, everybody. So now we're going to move on to an album that I didn't own. I own it now because you brought it and I ripped it, stole it, Murray style. That's how Murray gets all his music. This is an all acoustic album. Five years later, he's on a different label, not with Capital, just some Writes independent it, thing. Produces it. I think it's called Jaybird Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song's called, I mean, the album's called Happy Blue. Not even any information on Wikipedia about this album, nothing. So what are we going to hear? First one? Yeah, I'm, I picked The Pursuit of Happiness. Walk away, walk away Song's almost eight minutes long. It's really good though. If you don't wanna dance, don't stretch your stomach. And if you don't like fighting, this sounds like it could be a Rolling Stone song, like from the Mick Taylor era. With this song, I think I finally figured it out a little bit. I think. People can disagree. Recently saw Roger Daltrey be interviewed, and he said that uh, the Rolling Stones are the best rock and roll band in the world. He goes, because the Who isn't a rock and roll band, Who's a rock band. And I think Billy Squire is a rock and roll artist. Because Roger Daltrey also said, because the Who, we rock, but we don't roll. But the Stones roll. And... I, I'm hearing more things in Billy Squire music that I would attribute to the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, they're, they're a little bit bluesy. They're yeah. a little bit acoustic. They can rock, they can dance. They do, they do everything and he does everything. And I know that sounds weird. Like, I don't know if anyone would ever say like, you know, Billy Squire and the Stones are kind of like the same music, but that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm, my conclusion is coming to the end of this show. And you people, you can let me know. I'm sure you'll disagree. I'm sure, sure someone will tweet like he did with our, what was the episode he just tweeted about? Oh, our replacements episode. Just a fucking troll out of nowhere. <laughs> Never seen him. All of a sudden they go, you're being followed by Twitty Schmitty was the guy's yeah. handle. And I go, oh, great. And he's like, yeah, I was looking forward to this episode. And then, uh, yeah, your unpreparedness and not knowing anything about the band. I'm like, well, what the and so then I responded, of course, Kyle said, no, folk fucking don't listen. I mean, it was one of those, which is we, we started going after the guy and he's like, well, when I tune in for something, uh, I want, you know, that's music criticism. And I'm like, well, they, uh, please that's, don't. Well, we're not music criticism. Yeah. That's not what we do at all. We just try to have fun and listen to music we like. And, you know, we say what we think, but we're not, no, I, there's a lot of those serious music criticism shows. Please tune into one of those. Yeah. Well, I'm done here. I'm blocking you. Okay, good. Really? Good. We chased you out quickly. 
But man, I mean, it's just like, Steve, come on. I'm going to follow you to block you. you know, I'm going to follow <laughs> you to, to, uh, to tell you. Yeah. How about you follow someone because you go, oh, I want to tell them that I really like this yeah. episode. I'm going to follow them and tell them uh, they're dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got another one off Happy Blue. Uh, my other one is Long Way to Fall. It's a long, long way to fall. Wow, that was good. <laughs> oh, is there more? Oh, okay, sorry. It's a long, long way to fall. I won't go down. You took a wrong turn after all. I won't be there. good guitarist you can hear it there amazing guitarist i just don't think that he really got the credit he was due for at any point in his career no like if someone would say does billy squire get into the rock and roll hall of fame it'd be like no or it's a long time which is (laughs) wrong is so wrong yeah it's uh i mean even at the height of his career when he was really popular nobody was going yeah listen to all the blues undertones you know what i mean nobody's paying attention to the musicianship well, that's what we're doing today with our music criticism show yes. with Billy Squire. <laughs> uh, well, this was cool. We got, through, uh, we got through all the Billy Squire albums. Got through a happy blue. I assume he just did that for himself because he knew. There's a thing in the um, notes on the inside cover that he wrote, he wrote like a lullaby at the end, the last song. Mm-hmm. And it's to Harrison. I don't know if that's a grandson or... Yeah, I don't know if he has kids. I don't know if he's married. I don't, I don't know anything about this He's married to a German soccer player. Really? Mm-hmm. That's well, interesting. I, I'm pretty sure she's not playing anymore, but um, oh, I don't know in, who Harrison she's the, is. Uh, she's in the elderly league. They get together I would assume it's a grandchild. Even his like website doesn't have a lot of info. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wish he yeah. would do some dates. I mean, if he did dates, he'd definitely come to L.A., you know what I mean? We're but, so going if he comes I mean, back here. I feel like every summer he could be on a package tour if he wanted to. You know, it'd be like, you know, Loverboy Sticks and Billy, Billy Squire. And he would, he would probably be first on the bill because it's been so long. That's one of the things I love about him, though. I think he, um, he wasn't going to put up with the bullshit from the industry and he walked away. And I think he's one of those people. I mean, I'm just guessing but that he just knows what he wants to do and he wants to enjoy his life and he's not gonna you know and i think that's what happy blue was all about he finally found joy in making music again yeah and that's why he did it not to sell millions of records he just did it for himself and for his family and again at 68 years old does he want to go and open up for you know sticks for the summer no or be on that 80s package tour of come out you know five songs bands that are all you know he doesn't want to do that he doesn't but if he ever does a, you know, does a tour of some type on his own, I will be right there. I'm there too. And I'll be hanging out at the back for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, you'll be hanging out in the front of the stage and then and in then the, back. the back. Yep. All right. So where can we find you on Twitter? At S. Dillingham. At S. Dillingham. 
Uh, follow Suzanne. We're at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. Uh, Star Child's on Cameo right now. Got a Patreon page. But the best thing to do is go to rocksolidpodcast.com and you can find everything there. So except for the Cameo. Because now I got to tell Kyle to put it on there. And he'll be mad about it. But uh, T-shirts, Patreon, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. We're going to play out with probably the song that is the, the most well-known Billy Squire song. And i got to be honest, I don't even like this song. I love it. I don't like it at all. It's great. I don't know why I don't like it. I don't either. You like, she's go, she goes down, so of course you like this one. <laughs> you like all the dirt songs. This isn't dirty. What's it about? It's about the business. Not about... No. Are you sure? Are you saying the business, the, the, the business, how they stroke you along? It's about the music business. Mm, I still don't like it. You sure? <laughs> I'd like it more <laughs> if it was about the other thing. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. Now everybody, have you heard? If you're in the game, then the stroke's the word. Peace.